0: Section 12 of the Bubonic Plague. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Graham Macmillan, San Diego. The Bubonic Plague by A. Mitra. Treatment 1. Hygienic. The patient should take to bed immediately on the appearance of the first symptoms. The rooms should have means for free ventilation, and the temperature in it should be between 60 degrees to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. The air of the room may be cooled by a block of ice. The room should be kept clean, and there must not be in it any curtain, carpet, or hangings. The floor and bedsteads should be daily washed with a disinfectant solution. A position of absolute rest in bed is to be maintained throughout the illness. Bedpan and urinal should always be used. Bed clothes should be light and warm. Wearing apparel, if saturated with perspiration, should be changed. It is best to have two beds side by side, so as to be able to move the patient easily from one to another for cleansing purposes. Mattresses should be suitably protected from penetration by the discharges. The air of the sick room can be made antiseptic by placing pieces of blotting paper saturated with eucalyptus oil or phenol on plates about the apartment or by pouring carbolic acid on hot water in a plate. The doorway should be curtained by a sheet wet with disinfectant solution. Great cleanliness of the body of the patient should be enforced by cold sponging with an antiseptic solution. Skillful nursing is essentially necessary. The motions should be disinfected by strong antiseptics, such as quicklime, carbolic acid, etc., as soon as they are passed. 2. Dietetic From the commencement of the disease, the diet should be liquid and nourishing. Milk is best. The quantity for adults should not be less than three or four pints in the 24 hours. It must be given in small quantities at short intervals. Soda, potash, or plain carbonated water may be mixed with it. Barley water and thin sago water may also be given. If the patient's vital powers are low, the milk may be peptonized by using Fairchild's powders or by adding a little of Benger's liquor pancreatuses. In cases when milk cannot be taken in sufficient amount, animal food may be given in the form of plain meat broth. Egg flip, with or without brandy, may also be given. It is useless to give strong meat essences when the digestive powers are seriously impaired, and excess of zeal in this direction does a great deal of harm. These accumulate in the intestinal canal and form a fermenting mixture in which poisonous tomains form. Throughout the attack, the patient's strength should be husbanded as carefully as possible. When there is thirst, water, or iced water, or iced beer or stout, or ice cream, or fruit sherbet should be given. During convalescence, great care should be taken of diet, for then the vital powers are at a very low ebb. 3. External. In order to lower the temperature, rubbing of the skin with oil from the commencement of the disease has been recommended, but this procedure is, I think, of no use. I suggest, however, that when temperature is high, 15 drops of creosote may be rubbed near the axilla. During height of fever, the body may be lightly sponged all over, twice or thrice a day, with the following solution. Thymol, 40 grains. Spirit lavendula, 2 ounces. Spirit vin rectif, 3 ounces. Acid acetic dilution, 3 ounces. Aqua rose, add 16 ounces. Mustard plaster to limbs and over the heart should be given when there are signs of failing heart and circulation and over the epigastrium when there is vomiting or hiccup. Smelling salts and strong ammonia should be applied to the nostrils for their restorative action. Blister over the nape of the neck is useful when cerebral symptoms are present. Ice caps over the head is very useful and should be applied continuously. The enlarged glands may be fomented with hot water or spongiopaline wrung out of hot antiseptic solution. When they are much painful, poppy or belladonna may be added to the water. Belladonna with glycerin should be applied in the beginning and iodine afterwards. Hot corrosive supplement fomentations are also useful. If the glands superate, they should be opened aseptically and dressed with antiseptics. Proper drainage should be provided. 4. Internal knowing as we do that the plague is due to the toxic products metabolized by the pathogenic bacillus the question comes would an antiseptic treatment be of any use can we by any means induce an antiseptic action on the blood or have we any drug which can act as antitoxin it must be at once stated that no drug that has been tried yet fulfils the above conditions the claims of quinine however should be taken into account This drug, in small, repeated doses, acts as a general antiseptic. I would, therefore, advocate its use, especially in the early stages. Plague is a disease in which collapse sets in early, and cardiac asthenia is a very early complication. There is, therefore, great urgency for early stimulation. Alcohol may be given freely, but at the same time, it must be remembered that if the organs of elimination are not acting properly, alcohol may do harm. For the stimulant effects, whiskey or ice champagne may be given. Carbonate of ammonia, or spirit ammonia, combination with conchona, digitalis, and ether. A prescription like the following may be useful. Ammonia carbonate, 5 grains. Chloric ether, 20 minims. Sulfuric ether, 15 minims. Tincture digitalis, 5 minims. Tincture conchona, 1 dram. aque camphor, 1 ounce, every 3 hours. For cardiac asthenia, the following may be tried. 1. Caffeine, hypodermically. 5 grains dissolved by the aid of 5 grains of sodium benzoate in 20 minims of warm distilled water and injected 3 or 4 times a day if needful. 2. Ether or ethereal solution of camphor, hypodermically. 3. Strychnine, hypodermically. Beginning with grams 1 60th every 4 or 6 hours till grams 1 16th is injected or Liquor Strychnia in 5-10 to ten minimum doses every 4 hours. 3. Musk may be given in 5 grain doses, whereas in the following mixture, Pulv Moscae 10 grains, Mucilage Acacia 2 drams, Cir Arantia 2 drams, aque Camphor half an ounce to be given every 6 hours. Digitalis does not always give good results. A fact which loson attributes to some inflammatory or fatty degenerative changes in the small vessels, giving rise to a tendency to hemorrhage. Stropanthus may be substituted. Transfusion of blood, a hot saline solution, and inhalation of oxygen have been recommended for collapse. Dr. Viagas of Bombay recommends liquor, hydroscope, perchloride, ten to fifteen minims every four hours, if there is no albumin in the urine. Dr. Dimick has advised subcutaneous injection of 10-glycol, 10, 10 or 15 minims every 2 hours. Permanganate of potash, 5 to 12 grains in 24 hours, has also been recommended. Dr. Blaney has recommended medretina in 2 DRAM doses every 2 hours when the kidneys are involved. Camphor has been recommended by some as a cardiac stimulant. End of Section 12. Recording by Graham MacMillan, San Diego.